please turn with me to Matthew 6 verse 6. And it says, but when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. And what I'm ministering on today is that victory begins at home. Victory begins in the private place, in your house, at home. And private victory will always precede public victory. So picture it this way. Picture a tree. Or even just picture a plant, a seed that is planted. There's a whole lot of activity that goes on underground before we see the shoots come up. Before we see the plant and before we see the flowers on top of the surface, it's growing down its roots into the soil. And that is a metaphor of our lives. We first need to make sure that in our private lives, we have deep, deep strong roots that are drawing up from the correct source before we can expect to see fruit coming from our branches where everyone else can see it. Private victories are personal and they relate to you and to me as individual people. So that means that it relates to us in terms of our spirit, our soul and our body. When we're talking about private victory, it is all of you, not just part of you. You can't only have private victory in one area, but you're struggling in the other areas for a complete and total private victory, there must be that overflow from spirit into soul, into body. Hallelujah. And if you, it's basically what you do at home in your private time that will set you up for success or failure in life. So the question I want to start off with is, what are you doing in your private time? In this time that we are on lockdown, what are you doing in your home that is setting you up for victory in private so that when you step out there there's victory in public as well and then on the flip side what are you opening up or what doors are you opening up in your life that is going to affect your level of victory in the time that you're spending at home so i just want to quickly talk about victory in the spirit are you walking in victory at home with those who know your good and your bad side. Because it is hard to really live this Christian life in your home first. But it is critical that you learn to do it. I must say when I was growing up and I just got born again. I was a teen. And you, I mean we all know what we go through in our teen years. You know some of us varying degrees of what we go through. But one of the hardest things for me was learning to apologize to my parents. It was so difficult. It's so easy to apologize to someone who's an acquaintance. It's easier to apologize to someone you're not as close to, but it's so hard to apologize to your family and especially your immediate family. And what happened was because I was spending time with God at home, because I was focusing on my spiritual walk, the spirit used to convict me in terms of how I related to my parents and to my sister. 
and I had to learn to get private victory there in that secluded area so that when I went into public, I could actually handle it when other people irritated me or offended me or hurt me because the wounds of family and the words of family struck deeper than the words of strangers. And if you can learn in your home how to actually deal with that and overcome it in a godly manner, what you face in public it almost it doesn't really even compare to, to what you've learned in terms of how to deal with it at home. So I want to ask you, are you walking in victory at home? Are you praying to the Father in private as that scripture, Matthew 6 verse 6, told us? Do your spouse, does your spouse know that you are praying? Do your children know that you are praying? And one thing when we go to Cape Town, my dad, he prays very early in the morning every single day without fail. And it's almost like a double-edged sword because on the one side, it's such an encouragement because you know that your parent is praying for you, he's praying and he's covering you and his grandchildren. And at the same time, you almost feel convicted because it's like, oh my golly, I need to now get up and pray. But that's a good thing. It's a good conviction. Your family needs to know that you prioritize spending time with God. Are you studying the word? Are you meditating on the word at home? Are you spending time in God's presence in worship? Are you being led by the spirit at home? And a very easy way to measure that is what is your response during tough times at home? Are you responding as a child of God who holds on to the word even when it's difficult? Or is your response just like any other unbeliever out there? Because that shows your family and your children the example that they need to follow. And it sets a tone in your house. And a key thing at home is, are you showing the fruit of the Spirit in your house, with your spouse, with your kids? And I'm going to read to you from Galatians 5, 19 to 24. It says, now the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I tell you about these things in advance, as I told you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Is there love in your home? Are you showing love in your relationships? Is there joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? So which um, basket are you sitting in? Because those are things that we do. We've got the side that talks about the works of the flesh. And I'm not saying this to condemn anybody. I'm saying... In your private space, these are the things that you need to be dealing with, right? Are you in the bucket of the flesh or are you in the bucket of growing in the fruit of the spirit? Because those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And you need to see this playing out in your home, in your relationships, so that you deal with things like strife and rejection, and anger, and you deal with bitterness in your relationships, because a lot of times when we counsel people, these issues started in the home, 
And now we have a chance to let us get victory in these areas, in the home. Are you growing in your spiritual life at home? Are you putting on your spiritual clothing before you even start interacting with the members of your family? Have you put on the full arm of God? Are you thinking about your circumstances and your relationships when those arguments and when you start knocking it? Are you interpreting it with the mind of Christ? Have you clothed yourself with Christ? Have you put on the garment of praise? Or are you walking around your house moping and depressed and complaining about everything? Have you put on your garment of salvation and are you wearing it at home we need to have victory in the spirit number two is there victory in your soul now what is your soul it's your mind it's your will it's your emotions it's your reasoning it's your judgment and it's also your memories are you anxious in your thoughts are you tense are you stressed are you worried are you angry are you harsh Are you fearful? Are you doubtful at home? Are those the things that are coming out? Or are you taking those things that's happening in your soul? And are you going into your prayer closet so that you can hand it over to the Lord and come out with his presence and smell like Christ when your family interacts with you? The word of God says that we have weapons. And we need to start using these weapons at home. It's not physical weapons of flesh and blood. But our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. And what are we destroying? Sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. So it's talking about what is happening in your mind when you are at home. And we are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. Because at the home, there are sometimes wild thoughts running through our minds and we must not entertain that. We need to use this word and say, Lord, I'm not going to entertain. Yes, maybe I'm lacking money. I'm not going to walk around saying, oh, we have no money. We poor. When are things going to change? And all that comes out is a complaint and anger. That is when you need to go into that closet and say, Lord, I'm taking that thought captive because this might be my current situation as Pastor Ash preached. It's the facts, but I'm going to have a response of faith and I'm going to start speaking your word over the circumstance in my house. I have a rebellious child, Lord. Yes, we've gotten into arguments, but my God, show me what I need to do. I'm going to go anoint my child's room. I'm going to start preparing myself in advance in terms of how I need to respond. I'm going to ask the Spirit to put a God over my mouth so that I don't just react in anger and out of a hurtful response and use words to tear down. But Holy Spirit, help me to speak words that will build up, help me to have compassion and give me insight into what is happening in my child's life so that I know how to reach out and relate. And also show me when I must keep quiet when there's an argument, Lord. That's the level that we're talking about because that is the discussion you have within your soul and what happening in your thoughts before you just blurt everything out because our home environments can make us or break us and it will always shape us I don't know what your home environment was like when you were growing up and there might be some things that happened in your and my past I know it's been real for me there are things that have happened in our past in our home environments that we have come out of and God needs to help us to deal with it 
whether it's a poor relationship that we have seen, whether it's a bad example, whether it's sickness or poverty, failure, rejection, divorce, whatever it is, there are things that we need to say, Lord, deal with this thing that has impacted my soul, that has impacted how I feel about things, how I interpret certain things that's happening now, that has changed my perspective on life, but it's a wrong perspective, my God. We need victory in our soul because the memories need to be healed. The thought process needs to change and we need a renewal that happens here so that we approach our current family and our current home environment free from the burden of the past. We don't want to bring that burden of the past into our homes now. Hallelujah. And there are some things, and I believe God will even speak to you through this. There are some things happening in your homes now that God is saying, hey, I want this to change. And now is the time, and and it's a big soul aspect that is impacted there. And now is the time that we can say, Lord, come in and change it. We need to be like Obed-Edom. We need to make our homes a place where the presence of God is welcome, where we have a family who seeks God first, where God is prioritized first in how we interact with each other, in how we forgive each other, in how we deal with conflict because arguments are going to happen, but you can grow in how you deal with it in a more godly manner time after time. Having a family that is Christ-focused and centered around the Lord in the home. And it changes your home environment. It brings peace into your home. And you'll be able to say, it is well with my soul. You will actually have a home that is a safe space. That is a space where you can think clearly. Where you can be at peace. Where you're looking forward to coming home and you're not tense and anxious and fearful when a parent comes home or when a child comes home because now in the area of your soul because you've established this godly environment and you do that by prayer by communion praying on your own praying together glorifying and worshiping the Lord together and you can change the atmosphere in your home so that it is a safe space for your soul to rest hallelujah And that is versus a home being filled with strife and hurt and rejection and fear and things like substance abuse or even any other kind of abuse. And yes, we know there are other steps to be taken for physical and mental abuse. I'm not even going to go there now. And remember, your home environment can either build up you, you and your family's soul and the way you deal with and interpret things or it can damage it. But now God is giving each one of us, and I think even especially during this lockdown period, he's giving us the opportunity, he's giving us his authority, he's giving us his power, he's giving us his strength to make our homes different, to set a different tone in our homes and in our relationships. Amen. Now we're going to look at the body very quickly. And in the home, I know we let it all hang out, you know. But the question we need to ask ourselves is, are we honoring the Lord in our bodies? Because it starts at home. That motivation to eat right. (laughs) And this is personal now. That motivation to eat right. To exercise, right. To discipline your body. 
it starts at home because it all comes from self-motivation, self-control, self-discipline. What we've been doing with our kids in the morning is we've actually been saying, okay, go take a run around the house in the mornings, okay? And we've actually been doing that because it starts at home. But let us always remember, even when it comes to our bodies at home, our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit wherever we are, okay? Our bodies aren't our own. We were bought at a price. And even in our home, we need to honor God with our bodies. And here I want to specifically also just address addictions. What addictions are there that, you know, when we go out, we might put on a mask and no one knows there are certain things that we do, but you come home, your family knows, you know. And what are those things where you need to say, Lord, I need you to deal with that. You know, whether it's in eating, substance abuse, porn, sexual immorality, whatever it is, let the Lord deal with that area of your body. And a key thing here is, do you fast in your private space, in your home? When not just with the church fast, but even that factors in there. And all of this, it ties into something called self-leadership. Because that is really what it is. Are you leading yourself at home? Because when you start leading yourself at home, that is where private victories come from. Amen? It begins at home when no one's watching. When that mask comes off. And that is why it deals with the whole person, spirit, soul, and body. And there are just three quick things there. Learn to be proactive. What does that mean? Everything that I've mentioned now, especially on the fruit of the spirit, which talks about your character, you can choose how you respond. You are not subject to your circumstances, so they don't control you. You don't just need to react out of your gut instinct and just blurt out, no. The time between something has happened and before you actually give your answer, in that time period is where you make the choice. And if you strengthen yourself spiritually and you start following the word of God and you let that authority flow over into your soul, you will find that your responses to situations change. You won't get angry as quickly. You won't say those hurtful words so quickly. You will actually either learn to be quiet or you will have a totally different godly response. Hallelujah. Choose to focus on the matters and the situations that you actually have control over. There are some things we can control. There are things that we can't control. If we focus on everything, you're going to feel lost. If you focus on what you can't control, you're going to be angry and frustrated. Leave those areas to God. Focus on what you can influence and what you can control. Your time, you can manage now. Exercising, for example, you can manage now. Do you need to study that you can control? But you can't control someone else's response. You can choose how you respond. Surrendering to the Lord leads to private victory, especially in this area where it comes to what you can control and what you can't control. But you can be proactive in what you can control. Number two, have a vision for yourself. So let's take a step back. One day when you die, what would you want people to say about you? Did that sink in? What would you want people to say about you? You can start being that person today. What is God's plan for your life Pursue it. Start doing it today. Live your life for that vision and that dream that God has given you to come to pass. And make decisions in line with that. Prioritize your time, especially now that we are at home. 
Prioritize how you use your time. Don't just waste your time on the distractions. Yes, I know sometimes you need to de-stress, but don't spend a whole day on Netflix, okay? <laughs> don't spend a whole day on YouTube or Facebook or Insta or whatever it is. Don't fill your whole day with things that aren't actually leading you to achieving the purpose that God has for you, that leads you to achieving that goal. Maybe you want to learn how to, I don't know, play the piano during this time, for example, or this year, or whatever goal you've set for yourself. Every day, do an action that takes you there and do it first. Learn to say no. Say no to the things that are pulling you away from that plan and from that vision. It's okay to say no. Not everything is important. Not everything is urgent. You need to learn to tell the difference. And an easy way is, I ask the Spirit, okay, Lord, what is important that I need to focus on today? If you don't know, I'm serious, ask the Lord. But once you have that purpose and that vision, your actions that you link to that, that becomes your criteria against which you decide. So if you must study because you're writing a test, does that mean the day before, a few days before the test, that you're going to spend time playing a game or studying? That's what I'm saying, okay? <laughs> if your goal is to read the Bible in a year, does that mean every night you spend two hours watching TV or do you actually go read a couple of chapters and try and finish a book and you set a goal, I want to finish a book in two days or whatever, so that means I'm spending more time reading. That is how you sift out what I must do and what I mustn't do. Focus on what is important that is going to lead you towards your goals first and then you let the other things come in afterwards. Amen? So... Victory in private precedes public victory. You need to have victory in your spirit, in your soul, and in your body. Remember to be proactive, to live with a vision and in accordance with God's plan, and to prioritize and do the things that's going to cause that plan to come to pass. Amen? I pray that that word encourages you to use your lockdown time and not just lockdown time but even your time after lockdown better to live a more purposeful life a victorious life